0: Hey there, Music Podcast for Kids listeners. This is Mr. Henry, and we want to thank you so much for listening to the show. We absolutely love educating the world all about music. And you know what's pretty cool? You can be a part of our mission as well. If you leave a review, more people can listen to the show. So you can help us with the journey of educating the world all about music. So, if you could take a moment to leave a review of the show, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much. Let the music begin in three, two, one. Learning music, having fun, that's what we're gonna do. Mr. Henry, Mr. Fife, exploring along with you. Learning music having fun that's what we're gonna do mr henry mr fight love hanging out with you the The music music podcast for kids hello and welcome to the music podcast for kids we're your hosts mr henry and mr fight music music educators educators extraordinaire. extraordinaire The Music Podcast for Kids is a fun and educational podcast where we learn and explore the best subject ever. Music! And now, the music joke of the
1: day.
2: We love jokes. So if you have a joke, please visit our
0: website, themusicpodcastforkids.com, to submit your joke. And guess what? It doesn't even have to be a music joke. It can be any joke. We will read and enjoy your joke on the podcast and also let everyone know
2: who it came from and where you are in this great, big, wonderful music world. Our joke of the day is... So Mr. Henry, what do you think of your wife now that she can play a wooden instrument developed by indigenous Australians?
0: Hmm... I dig her. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I <laughs>
2: dig her. I do. Oh, that's, yeah, you know? <laughs> Make sure to send that's in your like jokes it. by visiting our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com. A link to the website can be found in the
0: show notes. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are enjoying the show so far. Please subscribe to the podcast to receive the latest episodes
2: and leave a review through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Also, get updates on what we are up to through Facebook and Instagram by finding us at Music Podcast for Kids. Links will be found in the show notes. On to, to the, the show. show. Just chat. 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 Just chatting, just chatting.
2: We have a very special guest with us today on the music podcast for kids, Fred McNaughton. Thanks for being on the show. Oh man, Bruce, thanks for having me. I I love your show. Thank you You guys
1: do a great job.
2: Thanks a lot. That's awesome. Um, And I like your music too. So uh, and and yours too. (laughs) So we uh, we like to uh, ask our guests where you are in this great big musical world. We have this great world we live in and. We're all over the place virtually these days, so where do you, where do you hail from?
1: Um, well, I live here in Central PA in Mount Choi, uh, but I live in the ukulele one-man band world <laughs> for kids. Nice. Uh, I mean, that's kind of um, where I've landed and what I really enjoy doing. That's awesome. Yeah, And
2: uh, since our, our audience is kids, mainly, we like to uh, ask our guests... Um, how you got started with music. So where did it all begin? Did you take private lessons as a kid or just kind of pick something up? How did it all start for you?
1: In kindergarten, our kindergarten teacher had cancer and was very sick about halfway through the year. She eventually passed away. And so the music teacher had to become our kindergarten teacher. And so one day we were in her music room. I'm assuming she was preparing for music and had to take us with her. And there was a tuba sitting there on a chair, a tuba chair. Right. And she asked if any of us wanted to try it. And three or four of the kids tried it, couldn't do anything. <laughs> and I tried it, and I got a really good sound out of it. <laughs> right. And she looked at me and said, you're going to be a, a brass player. When well, I went home, my brother had played trumpet years ago right. and had one under his bed. He was quite a bit older than me. And I asked if I could play the trumpet. And we got it out, and we oiled it up, and I could play. Wow. I started taking lessons. By the time I was fourth grade, I was playing with adults. Um, So the trumpet was my original instrument that I learned how to play. And um, I I wanted to learn how to play every instrument eventually. Right. And I could play a lot of them, none of them very well. (laughs) But the trumpet was my first instrument, and I still love playing it.
2: Wow. So do you play other instruments as well? As you got older, did you get into like guitar or piano or any other instruments like that?
1: Yeah, I I could play all the brass instruments. (laughs) Um, I taught myself how to play flute, bassoon, uh, guitar, bass, ukulele. Like I said, I wanted to learn how to play everything. It's very expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So, you know, after a while, it was like, okay, there's these instruments I can really play. Right. Um... And of course, the smaller instruments—ukulele, harmonica—are um, so much fun because they're so portable. And yeah, so, right. while I could play a bunch of other instruments, those are the ones I really enjoy.
2: Nice, that's awesome. So your your music is very high energy. It's very happy. That's a—I know it's a, it's a very common word, but it is truly happy. So, does that have anything to do with your outlook on life? I know your you, your music is so happy, and you're always very energetic, and it's not put on it. You can tell it's genuine. And you just love life. So where does all that wonderful energy come from?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as you get older, you kind of find out what what is it you enjoy doing. And I like to make people happy. (laughs) I mean, that's just really what I enjoy doing. I want to make people happy. And if I could do that with music, then that's like a double win because I'm getting to do something I enjoy. And I'm making people happy with it. So that's like euphoria, you know.
2: That's amazing. And we recently chatted with Tommy Emmanuel. Um, and he talked about being in the happiness business. Yeah, and he said, what, totally. What a great you know trade off. I get to do what I love, and you get to be happy, and you know everyone you know get, is happy.
1: I wonder <laughs> if his hands hurt because I, I watch so many of his videos. He's playing every day. Yeah, he's playing what looks like very ho- difficult, difficult things. And as I've gotten older, my thumbs hurt, my my fingers yeah. hurt, and I look at him and I think, do his hands hurt? I bet. Because
2: <laughs> okay, I, I know his calluses. I heard him say one time. He even on vacation he has to play. Oh, or if, yeah. it, if it gets too soft, he's got to rework them. <laughs> I just read
1: how he got started as a child, and yeah. he and his brother, and how they learned off of each other. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating yeah. how his dad quit his job and took him on the road. And right. Yeah. Um, what a fascinating guy. Yeah,
2: it's it's amazing. Yeah, and he's he's uniquely guitar, um, and you're uniquely ukulele. so you, it's such a unique instrument the ukulele. yeah so in your musical journey where did that where did the ukulele when was that introduced in, and how did that spark you know
1: your, what you have now? I grew up in the era of plastic ukuleles you yes. know when I was little so we had them at home because okay. they were cheap and you could buy them and and my brother like I said had played trumpet and guitar so there were instruments a couple of instruments at our house right Plastic ukulele was one. Um, of course, Tiny Tim sort of ruined the ukulele for everyone in America, and uh, so it became uncool. I see. You know, but as I got older and were, was playing for kids, I was looking for that sound. What it, was it? What is that Fred sound? That is the happy sound. And I found a ukulele on eBay, pretty cheap. It was it was an Ovation ukulele. It was not this one. It was it was the brother to this one. That's the oldest one I have. And I bought it, I think, for 60 bucks. And as soon as I played it, oh, my goodness, there's that Fred sound. And then when you saw kids see it, because now everybody plays the ukulele. In the late 90s, no one was playing the ukulele. (laughs) And so when I started playing it, the kids would just light up. You know, it's small and it's happy and it has that different sound than a guitar. Right. And so, right away, I realized this is it, you know. <laughs> so for a while, I did both. And then, you know, I, I used to say oh, I was a guitar player who could play the ukulele. Now I'm a ukulele player who will play the guitar if I have to. Ah.
2: <laughs> so it's you're pretty exclusively now ukulele. Players.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will still play at home for my own enjoyment. Yes, right, right. But rarely do I play the guitar wow. anymore in, in concert because right. um, I, I at first had to translate everything to ukulele. Okay. Now if I had to think about it, I could do the other way, yeah, but yeah. why bother?
2: Right, right, I've had that too in school. We got ukuleles. We start with baritones, which are tuned, of course, like a guitar. Right. Um, the four high strings. But then once I got we got into the, the concert ones, I was like, oh boy, okay, here we go. So I, you had to do that translation, but that's, uh, wow, that, that's incredible. That So and I, I imagine your ukulele, your skills, I'm assuming improved because you were continually you know probably learning lots of new things and you know you you know just second nature you know you pick it up like a guitar for me it's just like you kind of go there
1: right I mean the easy thing to a guitar player is to say it's capoed at the fifth fret take off the bass strings (laughs) that's what a ukulele is yeah yeah. and so if you're a guitar player right away you understand that Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think at first if you get into it that way you think Oh, it's just a little guitar, but then you start to realize with the nylon strings, the smallness of the neck, the timber of it. There actually is ukulele playing, yeah. and, and specific to the ukulele right. that make it unique. And, and it's pretty much the it's that reentrant right. tuning, right? Because then that takes away your bass string, yeah, from the you know thinking about it as guitar player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, you realize, oh, no, I've become a ukulele player. I'm not just playing it like a small guitar.
2: Right, right. And what are some uh, simple things that you learned early on that maybe our, our viewers and listeners can, can maybe apply if they just pick up a ukulele uh, somewhere?
1: Yeah, well, the fingerings to the guitar okay. are the same. So right. what would be a D fingering is a G. Okay. What would be a G fingering is a C. So you start to pick up that little stuff, and then because you only have these four strings and two octaves, you start to think, well, okay, how can I? So what would be an A fingering? You realize, oh, if you play it this way, you get the high one, right. and all those fingerings move up and down the. So you just take your your simple guitar fingerings, right. and they all move up and down the nice. the 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 ukulele fretboard. Right. And that's what gives you the extended use of it. Yeah. So a lot of times, as a guitar player, you're just playing this, you know. Yeah. But you start going, oh, I could play this. Oh, I could play this. Oh, I could play. Oh, I could play this, and you start to get those little inversions that make the ne- the whole neck useful. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I see you're using a pick. I know some t- ukulele, like I when I do play, I use my thumb. Sometimes it gets annoying. And yeah. Uh, where where are you with that with the picking? Field? Yeah.
1: I'm not a purist. There are ukulele purists who say (laughs) if you play with a pick, you're not a real ukulele (laughs) person, you know. And so I could play with my thumb and I can do some of the fancy double strums. Right. For my kind of playing and my kind of music, I need a pick. It needs to be louder. Uh, Um, mm Yeah, I need to be able, I'm kind of clumsy with the the thumb. Right. Where I could play, I could play that quicker with a pick. Yeah, yeah. And so because I'm playing the harmonica, I'm often playing the suitcase kick drum with it. I kind of need the volume. Right, right. And so the pick gives me that volume. But um, I tore my rotator cuff when I was young. And so sometimes it depends on how my shoulder feels. I I had it surgically repaired, but I probably should have had it repaired again. So some days it's like, well, yeah, I can do this. Some days it's like, well... I'll just do this. <laughs> right. So yeah. some of it is... <laughs> yeah. Some of it is purely physical. <laughs> right. But I like playing with the pick because I kind of like the percussive. Yeah. You know? Right. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Because it gives me, in that scenario, with the, the suitcase kick drum and the harmonica, this is my snare drum. Yes. So it's... It's this, but it's also... Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in my in my ukulele one man band little four piece brain, <laughs> it, it's the snare and it's the guitar.
2: That's awesome. And you you uh, you sing as well when you play, right? So sure. Do you do, you do in, just instrumental at all, or is it mainly you, you got the whole band? Yeah, the whole package. No, it's Fred it's the whole package. It's it's <laughs> it's the Beatles. I love it. You know, it, yes. <laughs> it's it's the
1: four piece band. They <laughs> got the vocalist the guitarist, the drummer, yeah. and the harmonica is, is I view it as the lead guitar or the trumpet player. Ah, oh, nice. He's playing the lead lines oh, yeah. that I'm not really very good at playing on the ukulele. Wow.
2: And I bet that was, was that tricky at first to do all, like, I mean, i you know, I can i tap my foot when I play and play drums sometimes, but yeah. was that tricky at first to get all of those moving parts?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was talking to Stephen Courtney about mm-hmm. this the other day because he does a similar thing. Right, right. Um, because of COVID right now, I'm not getting to play live as often. Right. So the other day, I, I always say to my wife, I'm going to go down to the basement and make noise. <laughs> and that means I'm going to play all three you know, <laughs> right. things and, and really just wail and jam right, and right. stuff. And I came up and she, I said, oh, man, I was really out of practice. And she's like, really? You play the ukulele almost every day. But there's a part of the brain that when you're playing all three sort of opens up. Yeah. It's almost like I can feel it in my brain.
2: Oh,
1: wow. And I, when Stephen and I were talking about it, I likened it to when I would be in plays and musicals and I had to memorize lines. Yeah. The first two or three lines are like torture. Yeah. But then I would find that place in my brain that did the memorizing. Yeah. And I could do whole pages. Oh, wow. But finding that little place. Yeah. And it's the same way with playing those multiple instruments. Is It's almost like there's a place in my brain that does those. And when, I, when I'm trying to find it, it's like I'm pulling a car uphill. <laughs> and when I find it, it's like I'm flying. Get your momentum.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember in college playing the piano memorize the whole piece. And it's almost like an out-of-body experience where your hands are going, it's like, oh, wait, where, what am I doing? The muscle memory, is that maybe, is that... It's that same important? thing. Okay, yeah.
1: It's yeah. the same thing, but there must be something about the physical combination... Oh, yeah that actually is a certain part of your brain that you right. don't need when you're only playing yeah, it engages that one part. or maybe when you're just playing a certain instrument yeah.
2: yeah that's awesome so with the you mentioned tiny tim do you have any uh, I, you know i've heard of jukebox heroes and and guitar hero do you have any any ukulele heroes oh my goodness you, so many
1: <laughs> yeah so many um the ukulele orchestra of great britain is one of my favorite i've heard of them yeah they're a, an eight piece band from that hails from great britain that um take songs that you wouldn't imagine are ukulele songs, and they sing, they play. They've got everything from a bass ukulele to the the smallest ukulele, so they're covering the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen them in concert, I think, four times live, so love them. Jake Shimabukuru is another one who, uh, honestly, when I first saw him play, I wanted to throw out and burn (laughs) my ukuleles. And you know what the joke is about uh, the difference between a baritone ukulele and a soprano ukulele is the baritone burns longer <laughs> so when i saw him i was like why am i bothering because he's so good yeah. uh, israel kamaka viva ole mm-hmm. um, was, <laughs> yeah thank you you know has passed away but yeah, was a yeah. brilliant uh, ukulele player fabulous singer yeah. a wonderful hawaiian icon oh, yeah. But when you listened to his ukulele playing, it was amazing. Yes. Same with Ukulele Ike, Cliff Richards, okay. probably my most favorite ukulele player. Uh, he was Jiminy Cricket, the voice of Jiminy oh, Cricket. Wow. But in the 30s and 40s, he not only was one of the most famous singers, he was one of the most famous film stars. Wow. And um, when you listen to his, his ukulele playing, which he called his ukulele a lamb chop. Um, for whatever reason, right, my little right. lamb chop. It was actually quite difficult, and, and he accompanied himself, and wow. um, he was brilliant. And then the British version of Ukulele Ike was George Formby. And of course, the Beed- all the Beatles would have grown up listening to George Formby. Right. He had a banjo ukulele, or a uh-huh. banjolele, and also, like Cliff Richards, was a famous film star and singer. Right. Um, and just had a sound. And so these are all guys that, you know, I listen to now that I try to pick up something from. And honestly, Tiny Tim, uh, as as what a negative uh, kind of thing he did for the ukulele in some ways, when you go back and listen now, he actually was quite the musical historian and loved music and was a, a very kind soul. And some of his stuff is actually quite good. Yeah,
2: and I think I remember you telling me at one point he had a, a beautiful baritone voice. He did. Like did we all think about the film live I, at some point. I place? did.
1: Okay. He actually locally here was at a, he was halftime show of a circus. It was very sad. It was during wow. late in his life. He was very heavy, but they would wheel him out almost dressed like a, a clown. Oh my. Wow. And he would do what was kind of old Americana ragtime. Oh, okay. So he would do Tiptoe in the Tulips yeah. with, with his falsetto voice. Right. But then he would do these wonderful ragtime Amer- old American oh, wow. songbook songs in his baritone. And it was, ma- it was wow. really actually amazing. One of my biggest regrets in life, Bruce, and, and this doesn't have much to do with the ukulele, is during that time, I stopped at a Turkey Hill. He was sitting in his car, eating a sandwich and drinking a soda. And it looked like he was living out of his car. It was a great big old oh, Cadillac. Wow. And I should have gone over and say hello. But I felt like, oh, he's eating. People don't like to be bothered. Right, don't want to bother him. I didn't him. want to go over and bother him. But I really regretted it because yeah. I think it would have done both of us good for me to be able to tell him that I loved his music. Right. and right. And really appreciated him. Exactly. Oh, well, but I didn't. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah.
2: So you, uh, your concerts. um, What does a typical Fred concert look like? So, what ages of kids, you know, parents and venues, that type of thing. Where where have have your concerts taken you over the years?
1: Play a lot of schools, churches, libraries, festivals, um, and it's probably, you know, young families, families with younger kids, twelve and under. I would say. and it's just a lot of fun, a lot of interaction, uh, sing along, dance along, clap along, because I, I, and you know this from being a teacher, when you can get kids moving, mm. there's something about movement, yeah. especially in children that helps them to learn. Yeah. So rather than saying, here's how you do it, it's like, well, let's clap. Well, now they're clapping and they're learning right. that, it, that it has a rhythm. Yeah. Uh, they're singing they're shouting they're echoing they're learning call and response Um, so that's what a lot of my concerts are uh, just being silly and goofy and making making them laugh but also getting them to join in
2: right and is there a I know my song "Don't Put Your Cat in the Washing Machine." It tends to be the "Are you gonna sing that?" You know, is there a song or two that that uh, the kids have really uh, gravitated to that they really love?
1: Yeah, I would say there's definitely two, probably three. The coffee song. If coffee smells so good, why does it taste so bad? That, you, you, you. Yeah, that's. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've got this nagging question posed to me now. Yeah. I'm losing sleep at night, and it's driving me out now. Is it just the latest craze, some hip new fashion fan? If coffee smells so good, why does it taste so bad? And here's where I came to join it. I think I'd rather drink iced tea. So it's oh. that idea that, and when I wrote it, I thought this would be one the parents would like, mm-hmm. but the kids like it. Then <laughs> my mom's a pirate is another song that I sing and I've put on a pirate hat mm-hmm. and anytime I say pirate they need to say argh right. and so that's a fun one and um, you know you get the moms involved with that one too and I try to get the kids to think about the whole idea of that song is your parents had a life before you came along you might be surprised to find out that your dad Made model airplanes. Or that your mom worked at the Walmart or right. that, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So I like to say that when I was little, my mom worked at a bank. But I just found out recently that when she was younger, my mom was a pirate. <laughs> so then it gets the kids thinking and using their imagination. Right, right. What did my mom and dad do before I? Sure, yeah. Was my mom a pirate? You know, oh, that's great. So it's kind of fun to think about your mom being a pirate. And the third one I would say is everybody get happy, uh, just because I usually wear a little crabby hat and I say the <laughs> songs for anybody feeling crabby <laughs> today, and and that's just fun to get everybody clapping and laughing yeah, and dancing. Yeah. It is a great song. Uh, yeah. Thanks. I, I would say those are the three that I usually that's, get asked that's about. Great. And yeah.
2: I think with I know with the, with the cats, like I heard some. Artists, you know, say they maybe get you know tired of you know singing that you know the one hit wonder kind of thing, and um, I don't like I don't I don't get that at all. Like I to see the 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 energy and the and the excitement and their faces and see them chuckling and you know even if they're not laughing out loud, but just the parents are you know the parents kind of you know react too. Do you feel that way too? Like we need when you when like just to see that excitement in oh, their eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm sure there's times you get tired of yeah singing singing it, but then that passes after. You know, let's say you have this song for five years. You're like, oh, I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. But by the time it gets to seven or eight, it's just a part... You're, you're, like you said, you're no longer thinking about the song. You're thinking about the people right, right. who are loving this song. Yeah. And... Uh,
2: and they might be disappointed if you, if you don't. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's funny how many times I get asked if I do the <laughs> Cat in the Washing Machine <laughs> song because it's such a popular song. And because... You and I and Steven are so tied into Kids' Cookie Break yeah. with Lisa. Right, right. A lot of people just think we're all one big happy family, <laughs> and I love that. Yes, exactly. So I'm not offended yep. when people ask me yep. if I do the, the that uh-huh. song. And for a while, I was doing the I was doing a shortened version of your song. Oh, okay. awesome! You know, don't put your cat in the washing machine. And that's not the place to get your cat clean. <laughs> um, putting your cat in the washing machine wouldn't be right. Because this is a song by Bruce. <laughs> oh, no. And I would sing it. Oh, man, that's, that's um, so flattering.
2: I love it. Oh,
1: And, and I would love it. And uh-huh. and there's a Slugs and Bugs song, Tractor, Tractor, that I, I would ask, do.
2: I get asked about that a lot. You know,
1: can you do I would do, do a quick the, version I'm, of that too. I am a John too?
2: Deere song. And they think, oh, that must be the same, you know.
1: <laughs> same thing. So I'm happy that people think we're one big right. happy band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that we we all live together at Kids' Cookie Burger. Mm. <laughs> and that's what I love about our podcast, is, is
2: very family-friendly, and that's what we have our different characters in the show, and that's what make, it makes it kind of fun that kids can see. You know, we can have fun, and we can, you know, laugh, and, and but we can learn a lot, and yeah. we can learn from each other and make the world a, a better place. Sure. So so I mentioned our, our kids, or the audience, is mainly a lot of kids in the audience. So right. um, do you have any advice or any, any bits of wisdom that... As kids are getting started with music or maybe thinking about it or maybe they think, oh, I don't know, you know it might, might, might be weird to do this. What kind of uh, advice would you give our, our listeners?
1: Yeah, I, I would have two uh, things. One, and I'm not sure why I, I settled on this when I was younger, is I never looked at practicing as practicing or work. Mm-hmm. I thought of it more as play. Mm-hmm. And so I would play. And when you take it out of the realm of work, it seems like a chore. When you put it into play, it seems like fun. And one that ties into that is be curious. So part of playing is being curious. I wonder what this does. I wonder what happens if I do this. I wonder if I turn it upside down. Can I play it upside down? I wonder if I put a mute in my trumpet. I wonder if I do this with my harmonica. I wonder if I can, can I tap this? Can I, can I put a tambourine under my foot right. and tap it while I'm playing the song? Right. So I would say those two things. Like, and then years later, as I grew up, I, I realized that other musicians like Paul McCartney or Louis Armstrong, who I admire, said, oh, I've never worked a day in my life. Yeah. I only play. Right. I play music. Wow. And I thought, yeah, somehow I found that to be the thing that unlocked. Practicing is that practicing seemed like schoolwork Mm. that sometimes wasn't fun. So if I said, well, I'm going to play with this. And then that also helped my brain to say, yeah, I realize the beats are saying one, two, three, four. What happens if I kind of jazz it up? Right. What happens if I don't play those exact notes? What happens if I take those notes as an idea and play off of them? So that plays into the curiosity of it. Whatever you do, whether it's music, math, science, teaching, whatever it is, if you can convince yourself that this is more like playing and what can I learn from the curiosity side of it and the imagination side of it, it opens it up. It opens up your world.
2: And I imagine too, I just thought about this when you were talking about that mistakes. When, you, when you're playing, you know, I dropped the ball. Big deal. You know, when you're, when you're playing, because I know with mistake with music, it's like, you know, you kind of get little type A personalities really want to make sure every note is perfect. But right. I imagine that kind of takes the stress off too of, of, of making mistakes.
1: Thankfully, um, uh, words are just a suggestion. So if you change the words, that's okay. And um, if you make a mistake, then it's jazz. You've just become a better musician because everybody thinks jazz musicians are more talented. So I, I just think, well, if you thought that was a wrong note, no, it's actually jazz. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. I love it. That's great advice. Well, Fred McNaughton, thank you so much for being on the show. We wish you all the best in your one-man ukulele band journey as you continue with
1: it. Bruce, this is such an honor to be with you. I love you. I love your music. I've loved the times that we could uh, perform and make people happy together. And I, I love this podcast. I love the idea of uh, just being able to share this knowledge with other people. And I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. Well, thanks a lot again for being, it's awesome. Yeah, thanks for asking. Time
0: to wrap it up, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into The Music Podcast for Kids. We hope you enjoyed the show and most importantly, learned something cool today about music. Remember to send in your jokes or even a topic in music you would like us to discuss by visiting our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com. If you are interested in awesome educational and fun songs for your kids to listen and sing along with, please visit BruceFight.com. Music is available to download with iTunes, CD Baby, and Facebook, and most streaming platforms like Spotify and Amazon Radio. Links will be found in the show notes. If you are interested in learning how to play the
2: piano with a fun and engaging curriculum geared toward kids, please subscribe to Mr. Henry's YouTube channel called Mr. Henry's Music World. Links will
0: be found in the show notes. Please visit iTunes to leave a review of the podcast and also share the podcast with friends, relatives, aliens, whoever. Again, we thank you so much for tuning in.